0: In Poland, dzień in France, Bonjour, in Spain, Hola, in Italy, Ciao, in Egypt, Athenwa in Ghana, akwaba. in Nigeria, Peleo, in South Africa, Saubona, in Senegal, Nangadeth, in Kenya, Jambo, in Israel, Shalom, in Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings and may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global radio TV show where we're going to hear some words of wisdom and some soulful solutions. From our host for the day,
2: Dr. Debbie Green.
3: Tune in to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life. It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon.
2: Yes,
0: we are here for Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Good morning,
3: good morning, everyone. Grand Rising.
0: Grand Grand Rising.
3: Rising. Yes, ma'am, Grand Rising. We are blessed to be here. Blessed to be here. Welcome. Good morning, Mayim. How are you? I am fantastic. Blessed and grateful.
4: Yeah,
3: that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, we got a wonderful topic. Hello, everyone on Facebook. Hello, everyone on YouTube and blog talk. We got an awesome topic just this morning. Um, And you know, when I thought about this topic, I was really looking at how, you know, people you know, look at love, you know, and how love just sometimes becomes, you know, this heavy weight and burden or or distorted thinking. And I, I really think that, you know, I think we as human beings struggle with love. We struggle with that. We struggle with it. And it's not that we don't know how to do it, but then again, you know, is it a how, how to love? Oh, absolutely. Oh, when to love, yeah. where to love, how long to love, you know, and when does it become distorted? Like what, you know, you always say that saying, there's a thin line between love and hate, but when does that thin line then comes apart or, or separates, as one can say, you know, yeah. in that human being? So when you, when I first met you, I loved the ground you
0: walked on. I thought you were the best thing, you know. But and something then happened. Suddenly you were no longer treating me in a way that validated me or enhanced my self-esteem. So now I hate you. So we have to look at then: was yeah. that love or was that a need to fulfill your own? Lacking self-esteem. Because the reality is what we consider love is really a desire to possess and control, which really is not love. Love is a desire for the well-being of another. And Mm -hmm. it's unconditional. If I desire for your well-being, it's not, well, I want good things to happen to you if you treat me uh, in a way that makes me feel special or if you don't love anyone else other than me or if you don't spend time with anyone other than me, or if you buy me what I want, or if you physically look attractive to me. You know, none of those things are love, because love is unconditional. Love is what you desire for the other person. You desire for their well-being. That should never change, regardless of whether they're going through something, whether they're not at their best state of mind. whether they're not at their best physical condition. Love Mm -hmm. is a constant thing that doesn't require the other person to do anything. That's really what love is. What we want is to possess someone's emotional, uh, we want their, Emotional commitment to us To verify our worthiness And that is not love That is a need for validation Which comes from when the need was not met When it should have been met in your childhood So if you're spending your life Trying to get someone to feel the hole that's not there That's not loving them That's trying to love yourself through them
3: Yes, yes and so I want to go through the stages of love, okay. And I think uh, this is extremely important for us to understand the stages, because I, I, some people feel when they first meet someone, you know, oh wow, you know, we had so much chemistry. You, you, you know, I, I just, I just admire you. I adore you. You know, I immediately fall head over heels for you. Okay, that was not love. Mm. <laughs> No, that was not love. You know, it, it we go from admiration, you know, we even become beguiled. Um, yeah. We even come. What's that other a word? I'm trying to remember. Um, where we um, we we think it's love, but then it's not.
0: You know um, what I'm saying? We call that? That is when you are. Um,
2: it and it just slipped my mind just now yeah. because I, I had that it all in my brain.
3: <laughs> but it's 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 when it's it's almost like again you're begotten like, like, like be you, you know yeah, yeah, that that you are you know old, just taken in
2: mm-hmm.
3: by their presence, by their words, their actions, and um you then find yourself at a a position where you're just listening to every word that they're saying and and find everything. You know, you find everything good, you know, loving, uh, there's no wrong. You don't see any wrong in it mm-hmm.
0: at all. Yes, yes. And and, and that, that kind of love, of course, because it's based on an unreality that exists in your mind. As soon as you discover the reality, it goes away. Infatuation. It, yeah. That's what you're thinking of. That's that's it. You got
3: it. That's it. Infatuation. So when infatuation is present, um, it does usually happen at the beginning stages, and I you know I break down these stages. I say stages alone. You got you know you have what they call the meet and greet stage, which is the first time you meet someone, right? And you and, and please understand this can happen in any relationship. It does. It can happen between strangers. It can can happen between people who don't know people, uh, even in family members, uh, because that's the way it is. Because we have known people who have gotten obsessed with family members as well as friends, coworkers. It can happen anywhere. It doesn't matter. You can be evacuated with anyone at any time, right? So you go from that meet and greet stage, hello, how are you doing, blah, 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 the first five minutes, you're going to know, I mean, if there's any sparks right there, right, whether you can get along with this person or you're not. You have an idea. Some intuition or intuitive ability will give you a sign of some sort um, mentally and emotionally whether this person, this spirit, soul that you stand in front of is kindred to you or not.
4: Yes. And a lot of
3: times we don't listen of course, because we're not aware of ourselves spiritually. You know, uh, we, we even sometimes are not aware even mentally uh, concerning other people and emotions. So we go from the meet and greet stage to what I call a honeymoon stage.
2: Mm. Honeymoon
3: stage is, is within the first three months of that relationship. The first three months is also going to give you signs, symptomatic yes. <laughs> yes. behaviors, actions, thoughts, feelings of who this person is in your life. Now again, you can't prejudge or assume. If you look at the truth and let the truth tell you the truth, then you'll understand the reality that you're going to be spending with this person, whether it's two days to sixteen, whatever, twenty-five years. It's up to you. You know what 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 you're going to do with this presence, with this being that's in your world, right? Okay. So we go from the honeymoon stage to I call it the presumptuous presumptuous stage. So we're past the three months. Now we're going into six months of this relationship. Now, the thing about this is, Naima, within the first, from the meet and greet, in the presumptuous stage, most people already have signs whether this person is going to be the person that they want to be around. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing about this is, it depends on the receiver, you know, and the receiver. One, if there's one that has any dysfunctions or defectiveness, and those, then the relationship is just going to go west, not south, but west. Right? So <laughs> most people, most people attract, you know, what's inside of you. You're gonna, and you may deny it all day long, but you're gonna attract what's inside of you. So this beautiful relationship that could have bloomed into something. It may start off really loving, understanding. Oh, I, you know, I think you are the, like I said, the, the, the you know, the peach of everything. Oh, you just, you just everything. You know, I love the way you hold me, touch me, talk to me. Okay, all right. So now we're down in that presumptuous stage. Something changed, right? You find out that that person, hmm, may not been telling you the whole truth, nothing but the truth. They have your souls and die. Okay, <laughs> well, so, you discovered yeah.
0: they were not perfect. They didn't have your they they did not meet your idea of perfection.
3: You discovered yeah.
0: other traits that they had that you found unpleasant. So that's the real test. If this is love then you can accept them for all that they are. But if Ooh. you're still in that stage of infatuation and you're expecting them not to have faults, and then gradually you see that the you see the faults, you see the inconsistencies. As time passes, they're no longer on their best behavior. So then you see the things that were perhaps hidden in the beginning when people are putting their best foot forward. So the question is, can you accept all that they are and still feel that you love them, or did you, did you need to hold on to the delusion? that they created when they were trying to capture you?
3: Well, I mean, that's a lot of questions in one question. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, again, most people turn blind eye to dysfunction at first. Mm-hmm. They do. And I'm not saying no one's perfect, guys. I'm not saying that you're going to meet a perfect person. Because if you're looking for perfection, you might you'll be looking for
0: else or spend time doing something else. It's like all of your time and emotions should belong to me. How right. dare you not make me your priority? That kind of person that's believing that they have a right to do that. Yes. I guess you could see that as a kind of a narcissism. You want You want the world to surround you and serving your needs, which is highly imbalanced, and yet it has been acceptable behavior when people consider themselves in love. Well, if you love me, you would do this. If you love me, you would do that. And we get taught that in our culture, that a person who loves you is going to do what you want them to do and is going to make you their top priority in life. And as women, we get taught that our self-worth is based on whether or not we can make someone do this for us. You know, I can make him put me first in his life. I can make him not have any feelings for anyone else. I can make him spend money on me, and that proves my self-worth as a woman. Well, if we if had that kind of conditioning, then we don't see when our behavior becomes obsessive, possessive, jealous, and and ultimately, when we don't get our way, we're like a two-year-old throwing a tantrum. And that's right. when that so-called love turns into hate. How dare you not treat me the way I want to be treated? I'll I'll make you pay for this, and I'm going to hurt you now because you've disappointed me.
3: Right, right. So I want to kind of put the differences out there uh, between narcissism and O.C because Mm -hmm. obsessive-compulsive disorder uh, is the the narcissist should, uh, well, what they are, they're they're prideful, okay? They believe that they uh, have the ability to, um, you know, control a person's life. Um, And the OCD person or the obsessive-compulsive person, when it comes to relationships, you know, um, they have low self-esteem. Mm. They have low self-esteem, and they uh, they play uh, the dramatized role of, oh, uh, you don't love me. You know, you don't love me because I'm not good enough. You don't love me uh, because I'm not making you happy. Okay, and that's, that's which is an emotional manipulation. But the narcissist. Says no, you're going to love me. You you yeah. don't have a choice but to love me. It's not he, he's I'm not he's playing on your you emotions. He, he or she just is telling you this is what I expect you to do, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? It's not because I think you you should or whatever. So those are the differences. I want I want you to know the differences, right? Yeah. So if you have anyone that's in your life or. Or any that has these traits, please know the difference between those, so that you will know. You're like, okay, so who am I dealing with here?
5: You know, who,
3: who is this? Who is this person that always feels that I'm not loving them, and even though I'm trying to love them uh, with some type of love that I think will satisfy them, but they're not satisfied. They're, it's like the more I give them, the more they want. Mm. Okay, that's obsessive person right there. Narcissism is like, okay, I got you under control. Okay, I'm good. They don't push you to the next limit. They just want to control you. Mm. Obsession disorder is why like they are obsessed. Mm. They, you, they, they they, never, ever get enough of you. And you got to keep giving, 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 and keep pouring out, you know, more and more and more. And it seems like, again it's never enough it's always that same you know you know okay so what what am i doing wrong what am i doing wrong here what's happening so
2: can a
0: person then i have a question uh just in thinking of some relationships that i've observed where it seems like a person was conditioned to end up in that kind of relationship now this is this is a common thing, and i, I don't know if uh anybody has, has experienced or been a part of this a let's say a woman is a single mother and she raises a son and uh because she doesn't have a man in her life, she kind of makes that son be the one that she wants to dote on her and as a a a devoted son, he does what she tells him to and 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 because she's a mother, she has a certain psychological control over him and so he learns to to try to always please her and learns that if he doesn't do what she wants she reprimands him and belittles him in such a way that makes him feel bad so he's kind of been conditioned to be in that type of a controlling relationship mm-hmm. with a woman and he doesn't see when it's imbalanced And she, of course, doesn't see that she has put him in a position of compensating for her absence of a life partner. And so neither party sees that this this love relationship is really based on control and compliance. You know, I'm going to control you and make you comply so that you feel worthy, and I can do that because I have the psychological hold on you as your mother. I've seen a lot of that.
3: And yeah, then, that's, that's in families. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So men who come from that kind of relationship with their mothers, I, I see them often ending up with the same type of woman. And even sometimes there's a battle between the wife and the mother because now the mother doesn't want to give up that position of possessing all of her son's love and, yeah. you know, she doesn't doesn't want her son to now love another woman, which he should, because, you know, that's the relationship he should have. So you have a man whose perhaps image of what love is is distorted and confusing Uh because he just knows that he's supposed to do what the woman that he loves says and give her all his attention and love no one but her. But if if he's kind of been conditioned with that type of possessiveness, he may not be able to discern when someone's demand is unreasonable.
3: Exactly. And the thing about this is he will find himself, you know, living for his mother and not for his own life, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And that came from the mom being codependent on him as a child. Yeah. Yeah, and so that codependency grew up in the relationship with both of them, um, and uh, because the mother, uh, I don't know uh, if, if she had an issue with the father, because a lot of times that's how it happens. She has an issue with the father, so she becomes the, uh, what they call the authoritative in that relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and she starts making decisions without the balance of her husband mm-hmm. and for the child, and then that's when it continues to keep going on and on. Now, this is the problem with that. He can't live his life fully until he literally has to tell her, this is my life. You cannot live my life right. and move on. And But a lot of the, the children don't want to hurt their parents. Right. So they'll they just kind of stay in that, yeah. that area, thinking that one day it's going to change, but it's not. It's not just it, just worse, it just gets worse, you know. And so they start affecting them when it comes to money. They start, uh, you know, when it comes to relationships. Oh, no, that's not the person for you. They want to rule over their life. And these people have obsessive, you know, compulsive disorders. Because it's, it's, you know, they're, again, why can one live another's life and, you know, just be good with that? But they are because they don't have a life.
2: Yeah.
3: They don't have a life, so that's that's what happens. Yeah. They I, don't have a life, so they find themselves, my life has failed, my relationship has failed, so, you know, some they're, they're trying to live through their children.
0: Yeah, I've, unfortunately. I've, seen, that. I've seen that often, yeah.
3: unfortunately.
0: And, um, you know, if, if you don't have a way to gauge whether or not you have uh, – Develop that kind of possessive, uh, controlling relationship with your children, not allowing them to break away and live their own lives, then
5: mm-hmm. you might be
0: thinking, oh, well, you know, he's a he's a good boy. He takes care of his mother. Oh, that's so wonderful. But, you know, what do you do if he tries to develop a relationship with another woman and develop a romantic relationship? And, you know, do do you interfere? Do you, you know, try to destroy it? Do you make him feel guilty
4: if he
3: doesn't get oh, yeah, you of that all Because, it, it. because uh, you know, being obsessive like that comes with emotional manipulation and deception. And unfortunately, it you know, some people know they're doing it and some people don't know they're doing it because that, that's the way their personalities, because that's a personality disorder, OCD. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it can happen with anything. It can happen with people. It can happen with items like, uh, you know, you can collect too many of this or you can hoard too many of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you deal with people, okay, you know, yes, you can find yourself crossing over into those boundaries of narcissism
2: if you're not careful. But, again, the difference between the narcissist, and OCD, with people, is that one has very low self-esteem and it's not the narcissist. Mm.
3: So now what's the, what, what's the
0: difference, well, or is there a difference? Let's say you have a person who is uh, desiring the love of many and perhaps they see it as being a free spirit and so they are partially committed to several but not really committed to anyone and the idea is you know I want the freedom to love anyone is that a perhaps fear of emotional closeness because none of the relationships are actually committed in the sense of we're building toward a future and you know so they're maybe on the and that they never in other words they never get out of that adolescent dating stage uh-huh. so they have people in their life but they're not ever building toward family or permanency and you know and that that can be both male and female. I've seen both uh, and maybe they had one relationship that was very deep, very emotionally bonding, and it it broke apart or whatever, and from that point, emotionally, they have never wanted to bond with someone again because they fear the pain of loss, and so their relationships remain on a shallow level as a result of fear of love. Have you ever seen that, and is there a name mm-hmm. for that?
3: Yes, yeah. one that does not want to commit. They don't want the responsibility of a relationship, so it's easy for them. And, of course, they also have a control issue, mm. you know, because uh, think about it. If I, if I say I, all I want to is just have people in my life to do, what I want them to do, that means I'm making a decision to not obligate myself to anyone. You know, I don't want the responsibility of being a permanent fixture in anyone's life. I just want what I want and that's it for whoever I want it from. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like you say, it could be an immaturity in that, but then There's a lot of people that way, you know, and they figure this is how I can control my life. I got a friend like that, by the way. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a a male friend, you know. And it's his, you know, the way I met him was, you know, I was dating him, but at the same token, I knew he wasn't ready for commitment. Mm -hmm. He wasn't, he just, at the time, this was years ago, of course, you know. And then we just remained friends because I knew, I said, well, this is nothing else I can, you know, expect from you. 'cause this is what you've been doing for a long, long oh, your time. Life, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, he he clearly told me, he said, Uh, this is my way of protecting myself. He mm. said, uh he said, I tried love long time ago when I was much younger but it didn't work out and ever since then I just I just rather just stay by myself. And uh, of course he had mommy issues. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I find that, that that tends to be traceable to mommy issues. I, you know, that relationship between mother and son is so critical in the shaping of, of, of a man's psyche and his capacity to form loving relationships with women. When that When yeah. that mother-son relationship is not quite right, yeah. it just translates into what he becomes, his self-esteem, the way he can relate to women uh doesn't you know whether or not he can relate to women whether or not he even enjoys being a man i mean i have just seen the gamut of how that relationship between a mother and son affects the development of a man and his self esteem and his capacity to love just like the the father daughter relationship that that opposite sex parent relationship is so crucial and our ability to develop healthy love relationships. And we all know a lot of women have daddy issues. Fathers that weren't there. Fathers who, where the relationship was inappropriate and, you know, molestation.
3: It's the same know. process. A woman that has yes. father issues yes. don't yes. really want the commitment to be in a relationship with a man. She prefers. Yes. If a man has ever hurt her that first time, even after having the daddy issue, yes. she's Real skeptical, yeah. she might not. I, I don't feel know,
2: that sure.
3: again. Yeah. yeah. And it's hard for her to find a compatible mate.
0: Yeah.
3: With that, because again, you know, she is very careful about putting herself in. The, and she might have been beguiled more than once. You mm. know what I'm saying? She might have been in, uh, I call fling relationships. They last a little while, then they die. They last a little while, but there's no strong bond yeah. there. Yeah. You yeah. know, so that she goes from one another to another to another and some people will call it promiscuous, you know, um, you know, in it in it all, but again there's no strong bond because real she really is looking for is that father figure.
2: Yeah.
3: She's yeah. looking for that father figure who's gonna be there and say, Hey, what do you need? I'm gonna give you what you want and I'm not gonna ask you for nothing, I'm just gonna love you for who you are. That's what she's looking for, right. and, and and that may not be the case with the men that's in their life, 'cause because they want something from her. Right, right. So then she's like, well, that's all you want. That's all you want is sex. That's all you want is sex. So, you know, I I can't give you that part of me. You see what I'm saying? I may I may have, but I'm not going to continue to do that because yeah. I, I realize that you don't have my best interests at heart. Yeah. Then you then she goes right back into the cycles again. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well we gotta take a break. Uh, yes. <laughs> we gotta take a break,
0: people. Yeah.
2: Yes. Uh and long.
0: if you're listening online and wanna join this conversation, give us a call, five one five, six zero five, nine three two five. And press one when you're ready to speak so that we can uh hear your comments and if you're watching us on um our Facebook and YouTube channel, Soulful Solutions, with Dr. Debbie Green. Feel free to write in your comments, and we can pull them up on the screen and share them with our listening and viewing audience. And, of course, we've also shared this on our Female Solution Facebook page, and, and feel free to share it on your page because we want, <laughs> <laughs> we want to give people the opportunity to get that thursday morning counseling session that may help you for the rest of your week it isn't easy getting through life and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with asking for help so Let's here, try you have a chance to get some help and if you know that you need further help You may want to contact Dr. Debbie, and she'll put that contact information up on the screen later today as well and let our listening audience know, because sometimes you need a counselor to help you do life. And that's why she's here. We'll be right back after this quick break, so stay with us. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. Fifty years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's f.com.
1: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our Global Peace Movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin-Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach.
4: Hi, this is John Alexander.
0: And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world.
4: Big difference.
0: Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV.
1: YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same.
0: Join us each week. Host John Alexander and Naima Latif as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders,
2: and community
1: activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch The Media Connection.
0: Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on Cable TV Channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. that's at the core of all of our societal problems yeah, is yeah. is the the distortion in the love relationships mm-hmm. and anger that comes when you feel that someone who should love you and make you feel love does right. not. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you feel pain From you feel pain in their rejection or their disappointment of you or whatever it is that makes you feel that they are reinforcing the feeling of unworthiness in you. And so you're angry that they made you feel unlovable, and therefore you want to cause them the pain that they caused you. And that's why we're seeing these extremes in behavior where people are hurting the people who should be, someone that they love and who loves them, Mm -hmm. children hurting parents, parents hurting children, spouses hurting each other, siblings hurting each other. And you wonder what happened that the love turned to hate. But what it actually turned into is the anger at being made to feel unloved.
3: And that's
0: what people respond to when someone – now this is just – was mind blowing but back in the day if a man caught his wife uh having sex with another man and he shot them both uh often the juries which at that time were all male would consider it you know justifiable homicide you know you you had a right to kill them because you know she violated you well, how is that you know that really you didn't it was her body you know if she decided that she didn't want to be Faithful or a monogamous with you, that that's her right. You don't have a right to kill her. But the thinking was, if a woman does this to a man, she deserves to die. That was the thought. And, you know, we've evolved out of that thinking now, but the behavior is still the same. Even though a jury might not acquit you of murder today, People will still feel justified if someone who they want, whose body they wanted to possess exclusively chose to share their body with someone else, mm-hmm. then they deserve to die. Now, why is that? Why are we believing that if someone chooses to share their body that belongs to them with someone other than us, they have violated us in some way? Now, if there was an agreement that you were going to be exclusive, okay, they violated the agreement. Fine, the agreement's over, then we will simply redefine our relationship. It is not monogamous, it is not committed, it is not exclusive. Fine, you go your way, do whatever you want to do. But why should you deserve to die for doing that? How has what you chose to do with your body harming me? That's the question. We have to ask ourselves, when we look at cases like that where someone says, well, I killed him because he cheated, I killed her because she cheated, how does she cheat you when her body belonged to her, your body belongs to you? They might have disappointed you because they were not truthful or not, or not exclusive to what you had agreed to, but how do they deserve to die because they made a personal choice? And how is that changing the reality of who you are and your identity, how is that making you less of a person, unless it does well, in your own mind? Well, it is, because it's the act of betrayal. And usually betrayal is one of those uh, situations where people really feel abandoned, they feel
3: rejected, they feel taken advantage of. And here comes anger that turns into vengeance, that turns into resentment, that turns into hate and that hate turns into rage. So everything you just said is what happens. With that, uh, because no one stops to think, why am I allowing this person the permission to, you know, inside, to cause an internal conflict?
2: Yeah, and, and again, we are
3: too close, so nobody can't make anyone do anything. we we'll us right, just get that out of the way. Right, so what I'm saying, that's what we think, in our mind, you made me do this because you mm-hmm. did this to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: No, no, it, that was your actions. Mm-hmm. So if someone hurts you, or you say they hurt you because of their actions, then you want to rebuttal, right? So you know you're no longer negotiating anymore. It's no talk therapy. It's no talk. Let's not talk it out. No, I want to. I want you to feel. Physically, the pain that I feel emotionally that's and right. mentally behind what you did. I want you to feel physically. Yeah, so that's I what I it turns into what you're talking about. Yeah. When people's wanting to start physically inflicting pain, yeah. because that's what happens in the human psyche, Naima. Yeah. The pain that we feel emotionally and, and mentally, we then want to inflict physically because we don't have, like, when I say we, which means those individuals don't have that moment of logical thought. Like, what should I do in a situation like this? Because i found my, and there's a good chance they've been in that situation more than one time. So now the mountains meet the hill. So now, oh, so this is all they think of me. Every time I'm in a relationship, this is what they do to me. Now it goes from the victim mentality to a distorted love pattern to a hate relationship. You see what I'm saying? So now I hate you. I hate you, and you may not know that I hate you until you do something, until you do, the other person does something to then determine and confirm that hate, and then that's when it pushes that person into a rage. But again, it's not the other person that doesn't, it's not their issue. It's the person that is the receiver's issue, believe it or not. So, what, so you, so Doctor David, you say it's all right, but other people go around hurting each other. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, what do you consider pain? Mm-hmm. You got to know what pain is and what to do about pain that you are feeling in a relationship, not so much to inflict it upon another human being, because that's what people do. They feel pain, and they want other people to feel it, so they inflict it on other people by words, by actions, by behavior. Yes. Yes. That's what they do. I don't want to be in misery. don't like to be low. (laughs) No, misery wants company, honey. It wants company, and they want it any way it can get it. It can get it from a total stranger. Mm. You have some people that have displaced anger. I don't know if you've ever heard that before where I'm angry at something else or someone else, and that person's right around me, so I end up spurting out my anger on them, and they have not done anything mm. to me. Now, I, I had a
0: recent conversation with an associate who suspected Um, The man in her life They're not married But they've been dating a long time And what she felt like Was an exclusive relationship And then she found out He was seeing another woman And she was talking about How she was going to go And break out the windows in his car And I was So I break the windows in your car So I'm trying to Figure out, uh, number one, that is vandalism. You could go to jail. But also, why would you want to destroy his property? Because he, of his own free will, is choosing to spend time with another female. If that is the choice he made, then you are free To choose to spend time with another male That simply means your relationship is no longer
2: exclusive
0: Why are you believing you had exclusive rights To his emotions and his time And even if you were married And you discovered that he was having a relationship Outside of your marriage You still would not have the legal right To break the windows out of his car It's still vandalism So you know, I was I was trying to help my friend dissect the emotions that she felt. Of course, she was not rational. You know, she, like you said, I want to cause him pain because he has caused me emotional pain. So it's mm-hmm. going to hurt him to see how I have destroyed this car that he loves. Mm-hmm. So how do people get to the point of rationality when they get to that kind of emotion where they feel... That someone else whom they loved or they considered it love is expressing interest in someone else and they are feeling that that is a betrayal of them and therefore that person should be punished. That's that's the mindset that people feel because of how they misdefine love. When it's really not love, it's your desire to possess exclusive rights over someone's Emotions and their body mm-hmm. as if they are a piece of property
3: that's exactly that's what that is. well most most of the time in that situation, if you see a person that's going to act out violence because that's acting out violence anything we when you destroy something I don't care if it's a person, a place, or a thing, okay, you're acting out violence. that person has anger issues prior to that relationship they have they have problems managing. Their anger, their anger and their stress level, and also their self control. So, uh, it's a good chance that the person that was in the relationship with them didn't even know that, you know, saying until <laughs> oh. until they went on and go ahead, you know, invite. They, they, in other words, when they made their choices to uh, make it appear that they violated this person's choices. Or disrespecting them in some way, now you're going to see the real me. Mm. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm coming at you with all barrels, baby. I'm not even going to stop and think about whether me tearing up your house or setting your house on fire or whatever the case may be or destroying your clothes. Oh, no, I'm not thinking about that. That's impulsive.
2: Mm. If
3: I thought about it, then that would make me say, oh, why would I do that? Because since that person may cause the police on so me, I may go to jail. Mm, oh, no, I'm thinking about that. For real, yes. yes. No, I'm not thinking about that. I'm just thinking about inflicting pain. Yes. See, that's what I'm saying, because they don't know how to control their own pain levels.
2: Mm.
3: And think about it. Think about it. If I'm in extreme pain, I want someone else to be in extreme pain as well. Especially when it's a relationship issue. I don't care if it's on the job. I don't care, you know, okay, let's go a little deeper than that. What do you think happens when people do mass killings? It is the same process. Yes, and the question is I'm experiencing pain, pain of some some kind of way, mentally, emotionally. I, the pain comes in many different factors, in many different ways. It could come through betrayal, resentment, hate, rage feeling abandoned, feeling separated. Somebody loses, somebody lose. Little, right. Someone lose know, a job. You know, I can go on and yeah. on, right, of mm-hmm. those areas, but that yeah. is mental pain to some people, right? Right. Which then turns into emotional pain. And when we touch that emotional center of our brain, when we touch that emotional center of our brain, then that is when everything starts to change. So that... Everything to change, and it becomes a a ongoing uh pattern of destruction here, mentally. Like, okay, I am going to do this, I'm going to get a gun, I'm going to get in my car, I'm going to drive. All the time this person's thinking about self destruction. Yeah, and they had time to think about it.
5: T- they, yeah. And, yeah. and-
3: Hours. You're hours. The, I mean, we can think about somebody who drove hours with guns.
0: And they were not able to talk themselves out of it in all that time. They went they're not through each going of those to because
3: they that. Now we go into that obsessive-compulsive disorder going to the highest level of no return.
2: Mm. They had to have
3: a serious issue with OCD and narcissism all wrapped up in one. There's no way. There's no way because the, the logical mind... Yes. So say, what are you
2: doing?
0: Yes. And, when, and,
3: and to think of the
0: consequences.
3: What's going to happen after you
0: cause pain to someone else? What's going to happen to you? It's like their mind can't go beyond that goal of causing pain because they're in pain. You know, and that's...
3: It's a turn-off switch. That's yes. what I'm telling you. It's a turn switch. It's a turn switch in the brain that just, boom, okay, there's no logical nothing. Yes. We've got yeah, we've got a,
0: is gone. Yes. We got a call on the line. You want to take the call okay. before the
3: break? Yes, sure.
0: Yes. And if you're listening online and you want to join the conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 that lights your number up and raise the hand so we know you have something to say. So seven seven 436 we're coming to you now. Your mic is, oh, mic is open. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment for Dr. Debbie Green. Go right ahead.
5: Well, hallelujah, greetings Global Transformers Mama D here from Chicago Grand Rising Grand Rising, Mama
0: D from Chicago
2: Yes ma'am,
0: um, Give yes,
5: ma'am. One, who, one who Has marched down the legal Aisle four times I think I have a little bit Of experience on this subject um, The Two choose To become one And marriage is an Honorable institution, it's done in, in the presence of, of witnesses. It's not to be entered into lightly, and biblically and lawfully speaking, you you um, your body the two becomes one. That means your body becomes his, and his body becomes yours. And this is the understanding or overstanding that you have when you enter into this voluntary relationship. You court a person, but you marry a family. And because it's an honorable institution, if you no longer want to honor that institution, then you bring forth that so that the legal and, and moral Con- uh, consequences can be dealt with, but what happens is people, one party or another party, decides not to be honorable. They lie, they cheat, and this creates the problem. It's not just limited to, oh well, they don't love me anymore, so they're making me feel bad. It's that's not really that simple uh, because they are legal, as I said, and um, moral and spiritual consequences. Marriage is the foundation that really holds civilization together. Otherwise you just got uh, your, your sowing wild oats. You feel like sowing wild oats with this one and sowing wild oats with that one. And there is no, Honor to that Unfortunately People are without Honor because As I said before there are consequences You know you have A house together you have Relatives together you Have a life together And when There's honor other people Don't violate that Relationship so I always have felt hey look I don't have, uh, I didn't take vows in the presence of witnesses with that person that you're fooling around with. I took vows with you. And most women, they blame the woman instead of the person, the man that they took the vows with. I've never really uh, comprehended that. Can you all address why that seems to be the situation?
2: Yeah, yeah, that is an interesting uh,
0: because, like I say, when you take vows with someone, that's the agreement between you. Now, if that person that you took the vow with violates the vow, then that's a choice that they made. And there are a lot of situations where someone will step outside of their marriage and get involved in a relationship, and the other. we're married. I mean, I've known plenty of folks. They go out to parties, and they take the red ring off, and they flirt and everything else, and they got got other people they're involved with who have no clue that they have made a vow with someone else. So, you know, that's the deception. And yeah. uh, unfortunately, those are the kinds of things that can create the kind of anger that we see when people feel like that they have uh, been deceived or a
5: person
0: has not been like, honest
5: or been honorable. Would Doctor King would Doctor King call that righteous indignation? But the the real problem is the home records. You know this is a married man and you know he lives with his wife. But you still insist that you have as much right to this woman's husband as this woman's uh, as the wife does. And that is where the situation gets really ugly, and that is what shows you don't have any honor as a woman. If you did, you would respect the the bounds of matrimony, where you know you're not involved. But the, the this is why I guess a lot of women get angry with with, with the with the other woman or, or or something because they know that they are violating another woman's home. It's not just the husband because, as I said before, you court a person, but you marry a family. So there are nieces and nephews and children and grandchildren and all kinds of things that you are violating as a human being. And why would you do that?
0: Mm. Well, yeah. Well, well, Dr. Debbie, let's take a we break. Were, uh, uh, we're gonna take a break because yeah. you know we we just an answered this you know, without rushing because we gotta take this break. So thanks so much, Mama D, for bringing up that issue. We're gonna take a break now and come back and address her questions on that and the emotions that that creates. So we'll be right back after this break. And if you're listening online and want to join this conversation, give us a call, 515-605-9325, and press 1 when you're ready to speak, and we'll come right to you and get your thoughts. We'll be right back. So stay with us.
2: Hi, I'm
5: Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month. 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time here on the Female Solutions Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy.
3: We will have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel.
5: So see you on the second Saturday on the neighborship of
1: joy. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for a thought-provoking. Stimulating and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience Mindfulness Moments with the Mindfulness Slash Stress Relief Coach zelda speaks and thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day stay on purpose stay empowered and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with zelda speaks make it a mindful day and thanks for listening
4: oh man god sent the monthly sun bill today this sunlight is really expensive especially during this season I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it.
1: Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark.
0: Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy, the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456 and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456.
3: First, the law was given to Adam. Mm. You, you
2: know what I'm
3: saying? That, that, that's an interesting so, so, like you said, you know what well, what makes a woman, you know, uh, you know, why would she come and try to destroy the law? That's because the man went out of the marriage, and now the sacred, the, the what they call the sacredness of that unity is not broken. It's broken. So now all hell breaks loose. Let me keep it real with you, okay? All hell breaks loose. Anything can flow in and out because he broke the law. No one forced him. No one held a gun to his head. He broke the law. He should have thought about his family. He should have thought about his grandchildren and his children. Why did he not think about that? Uh, What happened? Mm. I'm just saying And, I mean, this is just a perception of truth. You see, a lot of times we want to blame the other party, right? Now, yes, why she should have said, oh, no, I'm not going to be involved with a married man, that's what she should have said, but that's the rationale and the right thing to do. But here comes the married man who stepped out of the law.
2: Mm.
3: You know,
0: I want to address a thought, Uh, you know, Mama D., mentioned about families, which is the foundation of that marital relationship, the whole idea of providing a loving foundation for your family, for your children, and the two people who commit to that. And I've been sharing information, you know, a few shows back uh, from the book Conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh where the discussion is on highly evolved societies and how they address love. Because love is a binding force for your family and your community. And when your relationships are based on love and commitment to family, then there is a healthy society that's based on that. But when love is distorted, and misunderstood, then it ends up being things that lead to anger and vengeance, which is not love. So the question becomes, if you had a loving relationship with someone and you chose to build that tie of marriage and create family together where... Your family becomes his family. His family becomes your family. You have all these people who are tied together. And that's what builds the community. So now this person steps outside of the marriage and has a relationship with someone else. What is our response? Now, we know historically when women have done it, they have actually killed them. And you still have you still have places in the world where so-called honor killings. Oh, she had a relationship with someone other than the one that she was married to or was supposed to marry, so we, the family, we're going to uphold the family honor and kill her. Well, That's insane. But in the minds of the people who feel like there was a betrayal, they feel it was justified. Now, when men do it, no one kills them, but often the decision will be made, Well, you stepped outside of the marriage, so therefore we're not going to give you access to your children anymore. We're going to cause you pain and punish you for having done this by denying you the love of your children, the access of your children. And I I know many couples who've broken up where they're going through this. Now, who is that hurting? Well, it hurts the children. It hurts the other relatives who weren't involved in that, that conflict or that breach of, of commitment between the couple. And yet they're expected to sever ties, sever the love relationship, because that person has broken their agreement with the one person that was supposed to bond the whole family. Well, both of those responses are not loving and not reflecting of what real love is not the killing of the person who has gone outside the marriage, not the denial of that person access to their family because they went outside the marriage. In higher evolved societies, it is understood that love is given of your own free will. It is not to be controlled or punished if it expands beyond what was agreed upon as a, an exclusive agreement. If you are no longer going to adhere to an agreement to be exclusive, fine, we dissolve that agreement. That is simply Uh-oh. not something we are honoring. I don't need to cause you pain. I don't need to cause you death. I don't need to force you to sever your ties with others who love you and whom you love, whom we are tied to through our marriage. I don't need to cause you pain because you of your own free will have decided you no longer want this to be an exclusive relationship. That is higher evolved spiritual thought so that you are not causing pain in the name of love. That behavior is unloving. Killing the woman who got pregnant outside the marriage, there's nothing loving about that making yeah. the man uh not be able to see his children anymore because he had an affair with another woman. That's not loving. So when we understand on a higher spiritual level of what love is, our responses to someone's non compliance with an agreement that they made to be exclusive will mm-hmm. not be a hateful response. Because oh It will not be a hateful response or one of anger or vengeance because love can still exist. We simply no longer have that agreement of exclusivity. And that is someone, someone broke of their own free will. So do we need to be hateful toward them? Do we need to be hateful toward the person that they got involved with? Do we need to have them killed? Do we need to do any of those things? No. We simply need to understand that emotionally they are no longer able to be in this exclusive relationship that they agreed to. And we can release them and let it go, but allow them to still be the the family member to all the other people that, because that's an emotional tie that they had. So if, if our brother was their brother-in-law and they used to hang out together, we can't say, well, you can't hang out with my brother anymore. You're not my husband anymore. Or, you know, their sister was, it was was our our sister-in-law and our friend and we used to go shopping. Well, I don't want to see you no more because your brother cheated on me. No, the relationship that we built a family should remain whatever emotional tie they had, even if there's not a legal tie anymore because love is something that is not confined or not, not something that should be uh, used or weaponized. And that's that's how we have to evolve to a higher spiritual level. You know, a couple of years ago we introduced a, a marital contract, which we hope would help people not have to go through the legal system when they realize that, that the the exclusive agreement they made through marriage is not going to be honored by one or both of them so that they don't have to attack each other through the courts and cause pain to the children and use children as the well, weapon and all of that and, you know, get vengeance. We have to evolve to a higher spiritual level so that love can be given freely. And when there is uh, an agreement to be exclusive, we honor that agreement. Okay. All and right. if we so, don't honor it, then we release yeah. that person without vengeance.
3: Yeah, but you're, you're, but see, you're looking at it from a logical point of view, and everything you just said is just from a logical point of view. But
0: emotions aren't it's
3: logical. Very <laughs> No. Emotions are not logical, no matter. Yes,
0: so so that's the the challenge that we have. Emotions are not logical. No, People
5: become angry and they they, want to give pain.
3: They want want some type of retribution. Mm. When they feel pain, they want retribution, and they Mm. want answers. They're looking for solutions when they feel pain.
2: So now i got a question. Hold on
3: one second, because I think you really went off deep in with that, and I got to make this point. Yeah. Um, Like I say, higher evolved thinking is different.
0: It's different. Yeah.
3: It is. It is, because the logical thinking, uh, you know, will give a logical answer, Mm -hmm. but emotional thoughts and thinking, because one can think emotional will also give another answer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and for the sake of understanding and understanding, I want to be able to assist in the emotional part of of this because this is again, this is what people don't understand. If you're looking at it from a logical point of view, okay, why are you hurting me? This is what you're gonna say. Why are you hurting me with your actions? And why is this person actually hurting me too with their actions? So now we go back to again, like you say, a victim mentality. So now we we think that this person is hurting us, but really and truly that's who they are. And it's just that, that person did not accept that person as a true person. Truth true person is like, I'm going to do what I want to do when I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And whether it hurts you or not, I have no control over that because then I can't be me. If I don't do what I want to do when I want to do it, then I can't be myself. You see what I'm saying? And so my actions may not line up with your, your expectations. You know? And then now, here comes that thing called distorted thinking. Distorted thinking is the one that causes people to hurt other people mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, because now it's all distorted. That's when the eight sin becomes to its highest level. You see what I'm saying? To its highest level. And then it starts to take life, not give life any less, no more. It just takes life. It takes love. It takes it takes all the kindness, all the meekness, all the purity, all the innocence out of anything. It doesn't matter what it is. That's the thing that, you know, the agape love, the love that God has given us as a gift, to, you know, for don't leave. You know what I'm saying? You know, he gave
5: us a gift, which is now life. This is what every human being that's walking this earth has
3: the opportunity to just give love to themselves and to another individual. But then we still struggle. We still struggle with the false mind. That's the false mind. The false mind is the one that doesn't understand love. The true mind is the one that lurk, looks for it, searches for it, and even if it's wrapped up in a bowl, we still don't even recognize it because we've lost ourselves in it all. Because again, we think we own something. We own nothing That's in life. That's the point.
0: That's the point.
3: Nothing is ours. No and I mean I I, I hate to tell the, the unrelated this is the unlimited truth. Children don't belong to us. Nothing Husbands don't. and wives don't belong to us. It don't. You know why I can say it Here comes to evidence. Did we create it? Was it created by us? You see what I'm saying? It was not. So how can it belong to us? Right? So when does this thing start to to deteriorate? When does it start, when the truth starts to really come out? If a person dies, okay, if something happens suddenly and they're no longer here, okay, they're gone. If a person leaves a relationship for whatever reason, okay, they're gone. So that means they never belonged to us in the first place. So again, we can look at them as some type of property. Oh, you're supposed to belong to me. Okay, so when does that person then belong to themselves if they only belong to you?
0: That that is the question.
3: I'm just asking, I'm, i I wanna have some clarity with that. Because the thing about this is this is what causes the obsession and when love starts to get so yeah. distorted to the point where, oh, if I can't have you no one no can. one else can. That now I'm gonna take case. your life. Right. Because you are my possession. You belong to me. You're right. supposed to love me. You are not supposed to go out of this marriage. You are not supposed to go out of this relationship. And and, and if you do so, then I have the right to take your life in some way. Maybe I'm not going to take it, you know, physically. I might can take it mentally. I might take it emotionally.
0: You know, so I, I, I take it for you I do want to make you, I make you yeah. miserable.
3: I want right. you to know that you severed something inside of me. And you caused me pain. You took something inside of me. Mm -hmm. You took something and you violated me. So at some point, I have to look at where is your violations coming from? Are they coming from you? Are they coming from your actions? Are they coming from someone else? But guess what? It's still a violation. It don't matter who it's coming from. Because we walk the earth single people, not together. I think that's what we know. When God made Adam and Eve, he took the rib out of Adam, did he not, right, to make Eve. So what it is to submit to a man or submit to a woman, it is a side alone, side, side, side. we side he didn't side. Take, he didn't take his eyes. Let me get real with you, okay? He didn't take Adam's eyes. He didn't take Adam's tongue. He didn't take Adam's heart. To make Eve, he took the side of the rib. What does that mean? Let me get real deep with you. Subconsciously, when he took that rib off of the side, right? That means that is his equal partner. That is his sidekick. That is his helpmate. So if any time that individual chooses not to do that, okay, guess who they answer to? Not to the person. God. Well, that's their free will choice. I mean, we we come here with a say free will. I'm just saying, it's the reality. So it's too many you got billions of people. You know, this is what I tell clients and patients. That's been broken relationships that lead to really horrific divorces, where people are hurt and the children are torn to pieces. Yes. I tell them, I said, there's billions of people on this earth. So you let me understand this. You are gonna let one person cause you to totally break down in your mind and your heart and your soul? To destroy your life. One person going to have that much power over you? What? I said, no way. No way. I said, God created you out of a force to be reckoned with, and you're going to let one person that's walking this earth tear you to pieces? You better go back and look back at yourself. Look yourself in the mirror, pick up your broken pieces that have impacted you in life, and you tell life, no, I am not going to allow one person to take all of my power because God gave it to me. That's
2: absolutely And that's
3: reality. True. That's reality. That's I, I, I any time I deal with couples, Naima, that have this back and forth, I always tell them, I said, either you're going to come to a middle ground in a mutual understanding or separate. Period. Ain't right. no area. Ain't right. no use of you going back and forth. For what? To argue? To argue that you don't see what I see and I don't see what you see. Right. And at the end of the day, ain't nobody seeing nothing. And the children
0: are suffering. Stop and the it. children suffer. <laughs> and that's that, And that's the critical point. When we come together as families, gonna... we, have, we, have, we have people that we're affecting with our relationship. Yeah, sure. So even if our relationship ends, if we love our family, we will not cause them pain by having children take sides. Or having family
3: members take sides. No side. one should take sides. There's no one should have that much power over no one's life. This is what I'm saying. See, this is this is the problem. People want to make decisions for other people, and that that's out of the will of God. You know why it's out of the will of God? Because God made us free agents. Absolutely. He made that. He gave us choice. And if we choose to do something, then we whoever's doing it. You deal with the consequences that's coming. So they're gonna deal with if they choose something that's irris- irresponsible. If they choose something that is causing another person to be in pain for whatever reason, they have to deal with the consequence, the situation, the repercussion, and the circumstances. Mm. Trust me, karma is coming. Always. But every action. That's the law. That's the law. The law is broken. When the law is broken in the universe, we have 12 governing universal laws that God has put here. If you, definitely get when what you, you get. break a law, karma is coming. Don't think it's going to last for a little long. No, 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 no. It's coming, but trust me. And when it gets there, it is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And that's why we always want to get vengeful. You ain't got to be vengeful because the universal laws that God has put in place will have its revenge God said that
0: you give, because the energy you put out is the energy that comes back to you, but I I really uh, believe, just based on observations, that it's time for us to evolve to a higher understanding of what love is. The marital laws in the past were put together to make sure a man owned a woman, and this is what gave him the right to kill her if she went outside the marriage. And so now that we know that you cannot own a human being, uh, you cannot own the rights to their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions, we are all free will beings. So knowing that, how do we then redefine the love relationship? And love is not something that is confined to one individual, which is why when you have that, that situation we talked about earlier, the mother who makes her son be the the man in her life because she doesn't have a romantic partner, and now she doesn't want him to go and get his own wife or get his own family, and he's feeling like he can't because he's tied to his mother. Well, we know that's that's a distortion, but it's the same kind of distortion when we believe that people's emotions belong to us. They're always given freely. Yes. People love us because they choose to. If the law makes you love someone, and I know many women who have been in arranged marriages where they, there was no love. This was i he's legally my husband, yes. so I'm legally I, I'm legally having sex with him. I'm legally sleeping with him. I'm legally having his children. There is no love, but this is the law. Well, do we want that kind of a society, or do we want it to be based on the free will to love? freely and if someone says i love you and i want to i want you to be my exclusive romantic partner i want you to be my family and then somewhere along the way their feelings change is that something punishable and if it if we're believing it it should be then we're not understanding what love is and we're not understanding that what we have is a broken commitment but not mm-hmm. something that gives us the right to vengeance, even though we may be disappointed, even though we may feel that this person is not honoring an agreement, but also does their behavior in any way change the reality of who we are and our lovability? Like you just said, billions of people on the planet. Why would you give that one person the power to make you feel bad when they don't yeah. define who you are? You're still if you're still so right. beautiful, intelligent, a fabulous person, you're still all of that whether they love you exclusively or not. You still must love yourself and not ever feel less than lovable because of someone else's behavior. And when we love ourselves, truly love ourselves, nobody can make us feel bad. What makes us feel bad is somewhere in our past that seed was planted that we were unworthy of love, and their actions rekindled that bad feeling. It always comes back to the childhood. Where were we first given the fear that we might not be worthy of love? That's where, where the pain is. That's what has to be healed. That's the memory that they rekindled when they broke the commitment. And when we heal that, then their behavior will not have the impact. We will simply say, We no longer have this emotional commitment of exclusivity. Uh, If that was the basis of our legal agreement to be married, do we need to end that marital agreement? Mm
5: -hmm. And that's a
0: decision that you make. But we have to heal the hurt that they rekindled that was there before they stepped outside the marriage because that's where the pain is.
3: It's such a, that's why this this topic comes in such a way. Love is a multi-faceted thing. We get it so wrong, people. We get it so. It's like you know, right when we think we have it, then next thing we think we don't, and it's it's, it's because it, we it comes with conditions when it comes with people. People people find themselves putting things in, because you can say, oh, I love you for just who you are. That is not true. You can say that to that person, but deep down inside, they're going to do something. You're like, wait a minute, why you did that? But wait a minute, I thought you loved them for whatever they were, you know what I'm saying? But then if something is going to happen, whether it's some kind of action, some kind of thought, something that you do not agree with, so really and truly, you really don't love them for what they are. You love them. For what you think they are, okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Mm. And so now we now those things start to just, you know, look at it from another platform. Let's 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 keep it real. We want the control, okay? We want the control. Then right. at the bottom of it all, at the top, at the middle, we want control because that's just what makes us feel good. It makes it it makes feel us secure. feel good. So we may use sex as a control mechanism. Yes. We may use. Actions that look at love bonding. Let me give you this. Let me give you this. Let me let me give, Let me me give. take you out shopping. Let me do whatever. We call that love bonding. Not bonding, but bombing. Okay, let me give you all of that stuff to make you think that you all. Let me give you money. Let me pay your bills. You know what I'm saying? Let me help your children. You know, let me pay for your college education or whatever the case may be. Buy you a car. Ain't none of that got to do with love. Mm. So none before-
2: of
3: that. You yeah. know I got to do love. Right. Those are things. That's the multi. That's the multifaceted stuff, y'all. Mm-hmm. So now, well, if no one does absolutely nothing for you? What if they don't tell you that they love you? What if they don't show you that they love you? But the question is, would you still love them? Mm. Right. Would you still love them? Right. That's because important. remember, you said it's unconditional. I love you. For where I sit, you ain't got to tell me you ain't got to give me nothing i'm not, i'm living I'm loving you not upon expectations, but I'm loving you because I say I love you not for what you do for me, not for what you say, not for what you even are, I just love you just because. Yeah,
0: y'all tell
2: me where that is. Tell me where that
3: is. Now
0: will be quiet. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> well, we gotta take a break. Oh
3: and we, we gotta take a break, and we got another
0: caller on the line. So we're gonna go to the next caller after the break. And if you're listening online, wanna join this conversation? Give us a call. Five one five six zero five nine three
3: two five. And, we, and we had we had a
0: uh, we had a couple of comments too that we wanna share with our listening audience who didn't see it on the yes. screen. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And we want you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We're talking about love today. And is there a thing, such thing as loving too much? Do we really know what love is? We'll be right back after this quick break. So stay
2: with us.
1: We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach, and every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, I'm here on the female solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health i'm also blogging every sunday evening at 8 p.m eastern daylight time at soul Purpose healing where i bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our creators love compassion and wisdom join me every friday morning at 8 a.m and sunday evening at 8 p.m for a time of unity enlightenment and love vibrations Shalom. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach? or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise. Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment. 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak.
0: is
4: open. Uh, give us your question or comment for Dr. Debbie Green. Go right ahead. Hallelujah. Greetings, grand risings, and um, good morning to all the people out there. You know, love yeah. is a very interesting topic yes, because love is the greatest gift that you can have. You know, I've been fortunate I was married twice, and marriage is instinctive, you know. I was married twice, first to a woman that was younger than me for over seven years. To this day, when I see her, we always touch because we we have such love. It's beyond anything you can think of. That's what love is. Because sometimes in life you evolve. You know, as people you evolve. And she was younger than me. She needed more experiences that I could offer her. She had to go out beyond it. And guess what? I'll open the window and let her fly like a bird. Why would Mm -hmm. I hold her back if she needs more experience to love her means to sacrifice her in that respect, to love her enough to do that. But I'm probably unusual anyway, because my first girlfriend was, I was 19, she was 31. So to this day, we have a bond because she respected me and made me as a young man, learn about life and things and how you're supposed to do things. You know, some women will let a man move in and bring his clothes and drugs. No, he has to be able to stand on his own. And I've respected her since so she allowed me to not make that move in, and she made me respect myself. But moving forward, I just celebrated 36 years of being married to a woman that was older than me. But we, we would describe, when we were on Oprah Winfrey's show, Oprah described us as being like the words in the music, like a perfect melody. And that's what we are. But that's, that's instinctive. That's spiritual. When you choose to follow your course or your purpose in life, you're bonded by the most high. A lot of people think that creatures are supposed to follow other creatures, but what about if creatures follow the creator, the creative them? and try to impress him and audition for the creator, most Ya, instead of us auditioning for each other who can't even keep each other's breath going. Wow. We should start to do that. Yeah, we had to rise up. And here's the interesting thing about love and romance. We were working on a program, and I was supposed to do a host for a program called Finding Romance, right? The program, once I did the research, became a poetic romance. What you see, they market as romance isn't romance at all. As you sit and listen to the music today, a lot of it is skewed towards too much sexuality. We mm-hmm. growing up, we had music going like, oh, I want to just carry her books. I mean, you know, you don't even hold a hand or get a kiss. You just want to be standing walking with her. You know, I mean, whatever happened to that? Why does everything have to turn into a booty call? What? Mm-hmm.
1: Happened to that? Definitely a difference. You know, the,
4: the mm-hmm. Marketing demand uh-huh. to think that. Listen to today's music versus the music that used to say, I want to marry you, take you home. We had this yeah. introduction the introduction. Parents, I'm a man. I respect a woman's mother almost more than her. Because if it wasn't mm-hmm. for that mother, she would not even be existing. So I always make sure to embrace the mother. The mother bared that. It doesn't matter what her station in life. You, okay. you love a woman, you love her mother just as well. So with that whole thing coming full cycle, it, it, what happens, I think, for our people is this. We have to learn to live blended. Suppose what people call broken families where somebody got involved and they split up, but they got children. What if they stopped it and the, and the people got together and did the trying as a conversation? Had anybody ever tried that? So that the children are not dysfunctional. The family can be larger. Maybe if there's somebody in another family, then maybe they need that brother or that sister or that cousin or that niece or that nephew. What I'm trying to say is we're too bonded. We're a we us and our existence. As long as we separate ourselves, we create problems for other people. If we make indiscretions we still have to live as a family. We're supposed to get together and have a conversation. How well, you about know that? You-
0: you made, you've made made a point that I think that we need to address, and I thank you for uh, making that comment because the question is, if someone does, in fact, uh, say, go outside of the marriage, say they get someone else pregnant, so do you, do you scorn that other child? Do you scorn that other woman? Or do you treat them with love? And now that is, again, higher consciousness, higher evolved societies. Can we do that? Or do we act with vengeance? And that's where we're at the crossroads now. Are we able to think differently about love and reflect, like you said, the love of the creator, which is unconditional, not vengeful, not punitive, but inclusive and free? Can we do that, or do we believe we exclusively possess the rights to someone else's emotions and we punish them if they express love to someone else and we punish any children that they had that we didn't want them to have?
3: Or are we able to love all? Are we able to do that?
0: That's the question. Oh, okay. And make some comments right here
3: for this book. Uh, uh, Suze Parker on Facebook, thank you for joining us today, uh, said if you love yourself, you are supposed to attract how you love you, which is very, very true. Um, and also, our uh, Monday Toast, of uh, Zelda, uh, Queen Zelda said, Grand Rise of Beautiful Queen Teachers, yes, love is an inside job. Teach. Absolutely. And then we had another comment uh, earlier uh, in the show by Anna, which is our Friday's host, Sing Molly Cyrus' Song, I Can Love Me Better Than You Can, Unconditional Love for Self, Key to Health and Peace, F-L-Y, First Love Yourself. I think actually a wonderful topic topics of discussion. I just want to uh, make one more comment here. Um uh, Susie, Fry, some controlling factors have been because of material things and not love. Love uh, is a multifaceted thing. It is one of those things that most people don't understand, and I think it will take a lifetime for us to really understand what love truly is because the got love that God has created uh Again, that is a higher consciousness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it it takes that time. So did we have any more callers? So that was all the callers that we had. Uh, let's
0: see, anybody else on the switchboard that has something to say? Press one now. while you got? Okay, we do have another caller. Three one two six seven one. Go ahead with your question, uh, for Dr. Debbie Green.
4: We uh, are on your shalom. Uh We don't die, we multiply. Black power, black is beautiful, as you two twin sisters are in it's to win. This is like Oprah Winfrey. God is love, you know, and God is love and uh, this is Minister Plump, Robert Floyd Plump from Chicago, Illinois. I'm gonna run by this kind of quote. God is love, Our uh, God is healing. Killing who? You. The most important person it is is when you discover who you are. And you are a superstar. Uh, you're, you, God is, is mind and body and, and soul and spirit. And, and, and God is free and unconditional and a gappy love. And we, we sum it all up with pluck, peace, love, unity, marketing, people. And we love Do you. That. You, know, and, uh, uh, <laughs> you
0: have a pleasing Trump uh, uh, I, I want to let um, I want to let Dr. Debbie Green address something that you just said because we talked about agape love, and agape love is unconditional love, acceptance of a person for who they are, allowance of them to be who they are, and allowing them to love who they desire to love. Are we able to evolve to that level of agape love for each other, even in romantic love situations? That's the challenge, because in our romantic situations, we're feeling that a person must love us exclusively. But that is not love. Love expands to everyone. That is God's love. Are we able to allow someone who loves us to love someone else and not punish them for that? That's the higher level that we must strive for because that is what will heal us from all of this anger and vengeance when an exclusive commitment is broken. Mm-hmm. And when that commitment is broken or if a person is feeling that they desire to love someone else other than the person that they agreed to be romantically involved with exclusively, do we have the means where they may be honest and say, I am feeling that I'm ready to step outside of this exclusive relationship and I want to be honest with you rather than violate a trust that you have and can we discuss my feelings have evolved to another level or evolved towards someone else. I still love you. That's the thing. We feel like you can't love me and love someone else. I want your exclusive love. I want to own your love. That's the obsession you're talking about. And when we as a human family can evolve in our understanding of love to reach that level of agape love that the creator has for us, then our relationships will not cause pain because we'll understand that you cannot own someone's emotions, but you can allow them to love, and you can still Mm -hmm. love them even as they love others, and so do you.
3: Yep, that's the bottom line. Yeah often very uh, difficult to uh, examine love when it comes to another human being. Um, again, we struggle to really understand the, the the various situations, circumstances, consequences, repercussions of what is considered love. You know, um, again, it was given to us, you know, our mother uh, First loved us at some point, even even if it turned out to be an adoption, even if she gave us away, she had to love us enough to let us go, right? Yeah. But then we get again, it, it goes into so many stipulations, it's, it's so many stipulations. So for the sake of
2: understanding, and let me just put it this way: with love, do not expect anything in return.
3: Mm. Okay, so if you're giving giving love, if you look for something in return, then it's not love, it's conditional, Mm -hmm. right? And it it doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or or whatever the case means, and love comes in many different things, all right? You should know your love language because love has a language. Mm -hmm. And it's also a book by that, you know, the five love languages. Go read that book. Find out what your love language is. That way, you will know what to expect out of your relationships. It doesn't matter if it's between a man or a woman, a mother and a daughter. It doesn't matter. It's just that you need to know what your love language is. Hmm. So if you're not getting that from some other human being, then you know you will know why. It's not that no, you will not find any violation. Okay, very important factor. We feel violated when our love language is not present
2: yeah.
3: and not given back to us. We feel violated. Yeah. So acts of service, you know what I'm saying, quality time, mm-hmm. affirmation. you got to know what your love language is. And you should find a, if you're single, find a compatible date, that understands that love language. Absolutely. That has the same type of love language. <laughs> you know? Yes. Because if they have opposite love languages, you will get opposite things. And you may not get fulfilled emotionally by this human being. Right. Even in a marriage, it doesn't matter if you were in a marriage for whatever many years, you should still understand your love language. Yes. And theirs. And theirs. And make a, and theirs. You have to understand both. If you say you are one person, then that means that both of you should
0: accommodate each other based upon love language. Right,
2: right. Okay? And, and, and so it, takes, person, it,
0: you know. gives, it gives and takes. Yes. It gives and takes. Absolutely. And if a person does something from their heart, maybe that's their love language. And, you know, even if it's not something that you would have recognized, that's what they do from their heart. So honor it and and receive it and be grateful for it, even if it's, if, even if it's different than what the society says. You know, society says, you know, somebody's supposed to bring you flowers and candy or, you know, take you to an expensive restaurant. Well, maybe that's not what they do. But maybe what they do is, is, is fix your car when it's broken. And for them, that's yeah. showing love. You know, mm-hmm. so honor them for their love language. You know, maybe... Maybe their love language is to to come over and wash your windows, you know. That's their love language. They did it from their heart. So understand what they're telling you. I mean, two different relationships I had. One man, his love language is to fix me a delicious meal. The other man's love language was to buy me a piece of equipment. You know, but I understood they had different love languages expressing the same thing. So honor them for what they're expressing because it came from their heart even if it's not your same love language, understand
2: theirs.
3: Yeah, and say gratitude and be appreciative for whatever small or large, you know, know, examples of love. And, And when you do that, you will find yourself not expecting much out of other people that they may not be, you know, willing to give or may not understand how to give. And people love it within their capacities to love, you know, you know, some people love 100 Some people don't know how to love no more than 50 Okay, who are you involved with? Okay, check their love levels. Mm-hmm. There's such things as levels of love, you know. And then you say, well, maybe, why don't they love me the way I love them? Maybe they don't know how. Have, have you ever thought about that? They only know how to do and it the And you their get frustrated. Way. You get frustrated with them because you go far and beyond, you know, to show your love, but then you're not receiving what you're giving. Yeah. Right, then you get upset, but why did you did it in the first place? if you're looking for somebody to give it back to you? right?
2: right. Don't do
3: it, don't do it. limit yourself in those things that way you don't find yourself being eternally ruptured yeah. because you didn't get what you gave again. Love is supposed to be unconditional, yeah, that's what's supposed to be um, right That's what we're supposed to love unconditionally, right. So everyone will not love you the way you want to be loved. Let's just get that out of the way. So one last it's question. It's not going to. It's not going to happen. So one last question
0: I have. If someone loves you, does that mean they can't love someone else? And if they love someone else, that means that, that, that they don't love you and you should stop loving them?
3: If, if depending on what, where you are in that relationship, if you are in a committed, loyal relationship and both of you have a mutual understanding, that that's what that is, okay, Mm -hmm. then it would be a violation for someone to go outside of the marriage and share themselves with another human being. Sexually, Mm -hmm. okay, because that's where the violation comes in. It comes in sexually. Because you you made a commitment uh,
0: for a- Because you made a commitment,
3: because that person's going to expect you to be committed to them sexually. Really, that's when the bond is broken. Then some people feel it's a violation for someone to talk to another person. Yeah. Now, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I I personally don't see what the problem is. But I think if you are committed to another person, be it in marriage or be in a significant relationship, and that person is supposed to be
5: loyal to you, sexually breaking bonds is a no no. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's only because you're soul-swapping.
2: Right? Yeah.
3: yeah. That's a whole that, nother show. That, 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 that's a whole, whole other effect. show, yeah. yeah you you're soul-swapping. To... So when you soul-swap, which is that you are, if you got multiple lovers, okay, you're going to expect things to happen in your life, okay, because a whole lot of stuff is going to come in because you you're you sharing yourself with other people, and now you're in the marriage, violation in the relationship. Now we're go, we going into other perimeters of damage. So so what's the appropriate
0: response if someone has broken a commitment? What's the appropriate response? Break out the windows? Uh, have no, them murdered? No violence
3: is necessary. No violence. <laughs> no violence is necessary. All you, you need to do is then uh, tell that person, I believe that we this this relationship is no longer sacred, is no longer vital, and I think, I'm giving you... But I forgive you to let you go and move on, and uh, because I don't think you're ready for a committed relationship, and you do that, and you need to just let it go, mm. because otherwise you're going to find yourself if you stay in it and it happens again, you can only blame yourself, not anyone else.
2: Mm.
0: Well, there you have it. Either we is or we ain't.
3: No gray nope. shaded area. I'm so sorry. This but not. never a reason for
0: <laughs> even if you're. Nope. Ending a commitment, you still may not express hate.
3: Only because you may not get what you're looking for. They did it once. Like if they hit you, they're gonna hit you again. If they violate you, cheating, there's a good chance they're gonna cheat again. It may take ten years, but guess what's gonna happen? Because that's inside of them. It's like yes, and all it means is that they.
0: come to the end of our show today but you can hear every show in the archives at
3: www.slide to our channel you know let's get those numbers up let's get those numbers up so that we will be able to help other people thank you so much my wonderful co-host for being such a great team member i tell you what you rock Hey, I got to get together and talk about RISE, R-I-S-E. It's it's coming, it's launching, and it's it's RISE is just when it's reaching inwardly for spiritual empowerment. It is a wonderful program. Membership, you know, shabazz, I've actually put it up for people who have uh, been really going through a whole lot of stuff, you know, with mental issues as well as emotional issues, and just wanting a little more, you know what I'm saying? Just wanting a little more advice, just wanting a little more guidance, you know, and to keep things going in momentum because guess what? We need help, y'all. Yes we do. and that's the only way we're gonna get it is to come collaboratively together and rise. Rise. I love it. I'm looking forward to it. Family looking forward to putting it together as thank you so much Russia. And we'll see thank you
2: next
0: time to oh, green Absolutely.
3: and come on back tomorrow
0: for a friend. In Spain.
1: Gracia. Italy. Grazie, Egypt. Shukran. Ghana. Medasi. Nigeria. Eshe. South Africa. Nghiabonga. Senegal. Geret. Kenya. Asante. Israel. Toda. Pakistan. Shukriya. Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia,
0: Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.